We're happy to have this episode sponsored by Real Mushrooms. You probably already know about some of the great benefits of adding mushrooms to your diet, like better sleep, greater mental clarity, and a stronger immune system, but not all mushroom products are equal. Real Mushrooms is the real deal. Many mushroom companies harvest the mushroom and the grain it's growing on. Real Mushrooms products contain no grains or starch fillers. They're organic, cultivated naturally, and third-party verified for beta-glucans, the compound that makes them so valuable as a supplement. They even have a science and medical team of doctors who ensure that Real Mushrooms meets the highest standards. What I personally love is how informative their website is. Have questions about what mushroom is right for you? They have a robust blog with articles ranging from women's health to what mushrooms are most beneficial to your pet. Want to boost your immune system? Have better sleep and feel more calm? Grab the link in the show notes and get 25% off of your first order. Curiously enough, acupuncture is not just sticking needles into people. It's part of a coherent and observation-based medicine that experienced practitioners of the art have handed down over the centuries. I'm Michael Max, your host and guide of Everyday Acupuncture. Listen in as we explore how you can apply the principles of this ancient medicine in your everyday life. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Today I've got a special show, and this show has been inspired by all the media blaze that we've seen lately around cupping. Uh, That's been uh, inspired by the Olympic athletes that have been uh, swimming and and doing other gymnastics and things like that and sporting these big purple circles. It's been quite a buzz in the media, and the main focus has been on these, and I'm going to put this in air quotes, bruises. And while these purplish crop circle looking things do look a lot like a bruise, they are fundamentally different in some very, very important ways. So in today's show, I'm going to be talking about and discussing the various ways that cupping can be used and some things about it and some ways that it can be applied that you might not know about. Uh, Today, the guest that I've got on the show is actually yours truly. I have a background in cupping. It's something that I learned in Chinese medicine school. It's something that I used a lot myself in Asia, and I've studied quite a bit with uh, a number of people, including Bruce Bentley, who is basically the cupping master of the universe. I'm going to put some uh, links to his materials on the show notes page. This guy knows more about cupping than any uh, 16 people I'll put together that I know. And uh, so today I'm here to uh, share with you some of the things about cupping that you might not know about, and also to go into this thing about these circular marks. So let's begin with these these big crop circle looking things. Now, a lot of people think that these are bruises, and they while they look a bit like bruises, they're actually quite different. So the difference is this. First of all, bruises result from an injury to the tissues, usually some sort of trauma applied to the soft tissue and it breaks blood vessels and it damages tissues. The tissue's traumatized and you get this bruising, which is bleeding uh, into the tissues. And it's not a healthy thing. Now, cupping marks are really, really different. And one of the main reasons that you know that a cupping mark is not a bruise is because a bruise is painful to the touch, but a cupping mark 
is not at all painful. And what's more, cupping marks simply will fade away with time, while bruises, they will fade away in time, but they turn different colors. They'll get kind of green or they'll get kind of yellow. It takes a long time for the body to metabolize that trauma away. And so you'll see with bruises that you get, you know, these really ugly blotches and things. You don't get that with cupping marks. And again, with cupping marks, you can press on them. They're not at all painful. And in fact, the area that has recently been cupped will tend to be much more comfortable than before it had been cupped. And the reason for that is because we're using a vacuum and the vacuum decompresses the tissue and it it brings fluids into the area and it, and it pulls stagnant blood out of the area. In fact, the marks that you see are an expression of some underlying stagnation of the blood and the fluids in the body that are held by tissues that are tight and restricted. When the vacuum through the cup is applied, it pulls this stagnant fluid and blood up toward the surface. Now, as it does that, it brings new blood and new fluids into this area that's been tight and restricted. So you're actually pulling out waste from the body and you're perfusing that restricted tissue with more nutrient, new blood, new fluids. And so those tissues have a chance to be better nourished. Now, a lot of people think that cupping is simply something from Chinese. Actually, a lot of people think cupping is something new and applied uh, through like physical therapy and things like that, that we see in the Western world, because, you know, we just saw it on the Olympics. But it cupping is actually a part of Chinese culture, and not just Chinese culture, but other cultures as well, Russia, Poland, Greece, all throughout uh, Southeast Asia, and uh, other places in Eastern Europe all use cupping as part of their traditional uh, folk medicine and traditional therapies. Let's take a look at what happens to tissues under the influence of a vacuum, okay? Now, Many of you have had massage, and you know that when you get a massage, tissue is being pushed into, and that actually will also help to bring new blood and new fluids into that area. But with massage, you're using compression to move around these blood and fluids. With cupping, you're using decompression. You're using a vacuum. And so that area where the cup is, the tissue underneath it, instead of having less space between all the various fibers there's more space because it's being decompressed. And again, what this does is it perfuses the area of tightness or restriction with new blood, new fluids, and it's going to pull that stagnated material up to the surface of the body. Now, on the surface of the body, there's more metabolic activity, and it's easier to metabolize away that waste material because there's more capillary action. Under the influence of a vacuum, you're going to have areas that were tight or restricted or you've got knotted tissues or trigger points, and those are literally going to expand. And as they expand, the tissue will soften. And when you release the vacuum, it doesn't go back to its original tightness because you've had all these little spaces opened up that were not previously open. It increases the local circulation to the area. And again, this brings more nutrient into the area. So these tissues that have been restricted are also a bit malnourished because you can't get so much blood and fluid into that. And getting the cellular debris out is slower and getting the toxins out is slower when the tissue's tight. So the cupping releases all of that. Now, big question that I hear 
and, and is out there on the media too, is, oh my God, that must be painful. Doesn't it hurt? And the answer is basically no. I mean, yes, it is possible to put the cups on too tight, but any skilled practitioner knows how to adjust the vacuum in a cup. So the answer is no, it doesn't really hurt. And it tends to feel really good. Many of my patients will fall asleep on the table while they're getting cupping. Uh, it, it just feels delightful. If you like massage, you're going to like cupping. Now, one of the main complaints I hear about the cupping is that, well, it leaves these marks and I don't want to go out in public. It's going to look hideous and all that. And again, I want to remind you, while it may look like a bruise, it is not a bruise. And most importantly, it doesn't heal like one. And again, you're opening up all these tissues and you're getting new nutrients into the area. So your body is going to feel a whole lot better. And you know, if it looks good on an Olympic athlete, cupping marks might look good on you too. One other thing about cupping marks that I want to mention, and it's this, is that when people get cupping, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get cupping marks. The only time the marks appear is if there are these tight, restricted areas that have stagnated fluids and stagnated blood. You're not going to get marks on tissue that is healthy, tissue that can breathe and respire and is, is open to the exchange of fluid and blood and, and all the cellular respiration that, is, that goes on in healthy tissue. You're only going to see these marks if there's underlying stagnation. And let me give you an example. When I first started practicing Chinese medicine, I had a guy come in. Uh, he was a postal worker, and so he, he had a lot of repetitive motion with his, his one arm. It was his uh, left arm because he was left-handed. And he had this incredible knot of tightness in his left shoulder blade. I remember putting a cup on that thing, and I put it on, and within seconds, not even minutes, seconds, it had turned this dark purple-black. And uh, I remember him breathing a sigh of relief and going, oh, my God, that feels so good. And I want to tell you something. That cupping mark looked like hell. I mean, it, it seriously, it looked like a crime scene. It was awful. And that one actually took a while to heal. I mean, this was a serious case. And, and it took about a week or so for the color to really come back out. The next time that I put a cup on that shoulder blade, it didn't turn black-purple. It turned kind of a, a light purple-red. And on the third time I did, it was also light purple-red, but a little bit lighter. And after about three or four sessions, that shoulder blade, where he used to get a black-purple mark, it basically didn't have a mark at all. And he had all this range of motion. He could go about his work. I mean, he could you know sort mail and deliver it. Uh, he didn't have any problems. And you could really see this over time, that the marks, as they decreased, the ease with which the tissues moved also improved. Now, another thing about the marks, and, and this is something that practitioners of the art know, marks can be in different colors. They can be purple or they can be purple. They can be sort of purple black. They can be more of a red color. Sometimes they're more of a light blue. And sometimes it's just, it, it's hardly even a color. You just see the sort of mottled or even white spots under the skin. And each of these cupping marks tells you something about the underlying condition of the tissue. So you're not always going to get these purple marks. They make for good media attention, but that it's not necessarily the case that you're always going to be seeing those. As you've looked at the uh, various pictures of the athletes, you've probably seen that the cups that they used were these plastic cups, cups and they just pump them up. In my practice, I use three different kinds of cups. And, and actually, those 
pump up vacuum cups, those little plastic ones like you've seen on TV, I very rarely use those. Mostly, I use glass fire cups and I use flexible silicon cups. Now, why do I do this? The fire cups, first of all, they're traditional. I kind of like that. They use fire. And the reason they're called fire cupping is because they use fire to create the vacuum. Now, you might be thinking, oh my God, this is terrible. I could get burned. Someone's going to set me on fire. There's going to be smoke. It's not that way at all. It's, it's a very gentle process of uh, taking a cotton ball dipped in alcohol, putting that on the end of a uh, forceps. And you basically light that on fire and you just briefly flash it into the cup. And what that does, it does two things. Number one, it warms the cup up a little bit. And the warm cup feels really nice on the skin, especially for people who have chronic knee pain, chronic back pain, any sort of chronic pain that responds well to heat. Just having the warmth of the cup can help the tissues to release and soften. And then you've got the vacuum on top of it. Now, the way the vacuum is created, this is, this is really basic science, folks. You all know this. Warm, warmth expands air, right? Warm air is, is bigger and more expanded. Cold air is more uh, dense and contracted. When you put the fire in the cup, it expands the air. You pull the fire out. You put the cup down on the skin. And as the air contracts, it will pull the tissue up into the cup. And the way that you adjust the vacuum is by how long you keep the fire inside of the cup. Now, this is a skill that takes a little bit of time to learn. But once you've got it down, you actually have incredible control over the amount of vacuum you put in the cup and the amount of heat that you have on the cup. Both the heat and the vacuum are therapeutic with the fire cups. The other thing I love about the fire cups is you can put oil or lotion on the area that you want to cup, and then you apply the cup, and you can easily slide it along the tissue. It, it feels marvelous, and it allows you to work with a much larger area. And again, it really helps to open up the tissues and really helps to move the fluids and uh, break up those adhesions and restricted tissues and all that stuff that's underneath. The fire cups seem to have a really good affinity for going to the muscle layer in the body. And so if there's tight muscles and restrictions and knots, y'all know what I'm talking about. The fire cups are great at breaking that up. The silicon, the plastic, uh, actually they're silicon, they're these flexible silicon cups. They don't use fire. You just kind of bend them and put them on and, and they'll actually create a suction as they uh, pop back to the usual shape. These are also helpful in a stationary fashion where you can just stick them on and leave them. But the thing about these flexible silicon cups is, again, like with the uh, glass cups, you can put a little bit of light oil on the skin and apply these cups and slide them. Now, the interesting thing about these silicon cups is that because they're flexible, and in fact, they're a little bit like the connective tissue of our body. And because they're soft and flexible like this, they seem to have a real affinity for the fascia or the connective tissue in our body. And so it's possible with the right amount of pressure and usually using two cups at the same time and moving with a certain slow, mindful speed, you can actually stretch out and in some cases remodel the connective tissue of the body. Now, again, this feels really good to have it applied to you. But more importantly, if the issue that you're having is due to issues more with your connective tissue than with the actual muscles, 
these cups get right into it and fix it. Now, you might wonder about other conditions that cupping can be used for. We've certainly seen it used on athletes. And, you know, when you're looking at gold medal winning athletes using something like this, you know they don't use something if it doesn't, if it doesn't have some sort of really helpful practical application. So, yes, cups can be used for tight muscles, areas with knots, areas with pain, and for what are called trigger points. These are these tight areas, and you press into them, and your eyes pop out because it's so painful. The interesting thing about trigger points is once you get them to release, there's pain in other places that will also tend to release. These trigger points tend to be these little nexuses of uh, really tight, congested, really knotted tissue. And once you get that to release, there's all kinds of downstream tissue that is going to uh, do a lot better. And so this kind of thing, this, this kind of uh, cupping for the tight muscles and stuff is great for anyone who's competing athletically, of course. It's also good for those of us that drive a keyboard a lot of the day, right? You're sitting, you're hunched over your computer, and uh, you get that tightness in your shoulders, you get that tightness in your neck, maybe there at the base of your skull. This is another place where those flexible cups are really wonderful because you can get into places where you can't get to with the glass cups or even with those um, pump-up plastic cups. The other thing that cupping is really, really good for is it reduces restrictions, adhesions, and it softens scar tissue. So it can be used for scars, anything from a surgical scar like those from C-sections or if you've had um, some surgery to your ankles or your hands or your wrists, it can be really helpful for getting that area to loosen up again. Scar tissue can be kind of tight and restrictive. And again, using the vacuum, you're perfusing this area that's not very well vasculated. Doesn't have much, you know, scar tissue doesn't have capillaries in it. And so using the vacuum of a cup can actually pull fluids and blood into the scar tissue and help it to heal. It's uh, really helpful for that. Uh, it can also be helpful for scarring from injuries or trauma. And used correctly with the right touch, it can be helpful for menstrual pain as well. This may be surprising and actually one of the first uses I ever had um, cupping applied to me for was for coughs. Um, especially chronic coughs, coughs where you've got this phlegm that just it just won't seem to come out. Some cupping on the uh, upper portion of the back where the lungs are located can be really, really effective. And again, it feels really good. You can also use those flexible cups and cup the front of the rib cage, and that's also really helpful for coughs. Early stages of the common cold. Cupping can be used for this. Now, you've got to catch it at the very, very beginning, right? You've got to catch it when you first get that, uh, you know, you get that sneeze and there's like a metallic taste to it. Or um, you're just, you're in that phase where you're like, huh, I might be getting sick. At that time, some running cupping on the, on the upper back can really help to uh, prevent getting, getting the common cold. And I'm going to, I've got a video somewhere. If I don't have one, I'll get one made up. And I'll see if I can get a link to that on the website. That's an easy thing to do. And it's actually an easy thing to learn yourself. More about learning cupping a little bit later in the show. Another good use of cupping is the body aches that you get from the flu. And that can help with, you know, when you, when you got the flu, you're just miserable and everything aches. And the cupping can help with that. And in some cases, I've seen it help to resolve the flu a little bit earlier as well. 
Other good uses, and this is especially for those flexible cups. Remember, I was talking about connective tissue and the various problems that can come about when the connective tissue gets sort of tight and crinkled. Um, Carpal tunnel, tennis elbow, knee pain uh, that you get from running, or, you know, just tightness in the IT band on the thighs. All of these are an expression of some restriction of the connective tissue, and some cupping on these is really, really helpful. I've, it's, it's wonderful to see athletes. I, I've worked on some marathoners that were in training and they get up to, you know, mile 13 or something in their training and it's, they just couldn't push beyond it because uh, things were so tight. And a couple sessions of cupping would get them beyond that and allow them to keep with, on with their training. So it's, it, again, it's wonderful for athletes and it's really good for the connective tissue. Finally, and this is, a, this is a great reason to get cupping. It just plain feels good. So if you like massage, you're going to seriously love cupping. Where can you go to get some cupping? These days, it's not that difficult to find. Any qualified licensed acupuncturist will have studied this as part of their Chinese medicine training. Now, most of us learn just some of the static cupping or maybe some very basic running cupping. Um, so check with your practitioner and, and see if they use it much in their practice and what other kinds of study that they've done. You can actually go quite deep with the cupping and use it in lots of different ways. So you can, you can start with your local acupuncturist, see what they have to say. A lot of massage practitioners these days are learning cupping. Many of the massage schools teach it, uh, not necessarily as part of their curriculum, but often as a continuing education class. So check with your local masseuse and see if they can help you out with that. My understanding is some physical therapists are beginning to use this as well. So you might want to check with them. Cupping is not that difficult to learn. And if you'd like to learn how to do this yourself, it's not that difficult. And in fact, I've got a website for you here right now. It's www.learncupping.com. And over on this website, you can go and sign up. I've been working on an online cupping course, and it's oddly enough very close to completion. And that completion coincidentally comes right with all this Olympic stuff. So, isn't that handy? But it's something I've been working on for a while, and I've got a free introductory course. So, you can go and learn some of the basics. And then, if you uh, want to learn some of the deeper material, there's some options to sign up for classes for that as well. But uh, for now, just if you want to learn the basics, head over to www.learncupping.com, sign up, and as soon as that free introductory online course is online, you'll uh, get a notice and be able to start learning some cupping yourself. If you've got further questions, please feel free to send an email. If I get enough questions, I'll do a follow-up show that answers your inquiries. And if you want to give this stuff a try, I highly encourage you to do it. It feels great. It's wonderfully therapeutic, and if it's good enough for the Olympians, well, it's probably good enough for you, too. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you have questions, uh, again, please give me an email, and I uh, look forward to seeing you again here real soon. you have enjoyed this episode of everyday acupuncture podcast if so please take a moment and visit www.everydayacupuncturepodcast.com where you can click on the review on itunes button to rate and review the show doing this helps other people to find the show 
Also, you can express your appreciation by supporting the show with a donation. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in again next time. Thank you.